1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evans. We're going to continue with our positional analysis today. A big one, CTW, so much to touch on here. It is going to be huge. Uh, Once again, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. If you'd like to get in contact with Tony and the team, reach out to myself or Timmy. Uh, Tony's going to be joining us in a couple of weeks on an episode that's going to be really exciting. And uh, Timmy, I guess I'll bring you in now because he has got the announcement of, of all announcements coming their way.
2: Yeah, it's a big one, mate. Uh, Tony's coming on to absolutely ambush me with yourself. So I'm <laughs> uh, taking annual leave that day, mate, just putting it in now so you know, getting in nice and early. Big announcement. Yeah. Tony's uh, he's looking after us and it's, it's a very exciting one for 2023.
1: Yeah, some of the prizes we've got for you guys this year, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that essentially unless you're winning overall Super Coach you're probably not going to do better than winning beers and break So Wonder what it could be. Wonder what it could be. You never know. We've also got weekly prizes, which uh, we'll reveal over the next few weeks, but I think they're fucking They're unreal. almost better. I think they are almost better. <laughs> they are almost better. So there'll be a little limited edition something coming the way of the weekly winner in the beers and break-evens comp. Obviously, we'll be on the hunt for zombie teams, so you have to be a legit side to yeah. win it. But uh, prize is going to be fucking no zombies unreal. in our group, mate. Never. You just... Never. You're spotted. You're barred for life. Yeah. Outside of the 25 Guru teams, none. None whatsoever. <laughs> uh, also, guys, Bloke in a Bar, it is February 1st today. Kempi has got a massive sale tonight. 6 p.m. tonight, 50% off for 50 hours. Kempi is giving shit away on Bloke in a Bar. He is, yeah. It's no, he's gone mad. And so, some of the shirts he's bringing out, you would have seen them on uh, Instagram in the last few days. There's a seinfeld theme shirt, baywatch mm. theme shirt. I've got Seinfeld on my eyes just quietly.
2: Yeah. Mate, if I didn't steal shit from his studio every time I walked <laughs> out, I'd be all over that
1: sale. Mate, anything that makes the great Alex Twelve look like a model, that's going to be a cracker. So make sure, guys, you're at Blokin' A Bar tonight, 6 p.m. Uh, I'm sure that stock will move very, very quickly as it is 50% off. So make sure you are there for the next 50 hours, which is just over two days. Mm-hmm. Just over. So make sure you get in there. Thank you, mate. Yeah.
2: Now. Mate, before we get into it, are you going to ask me how I am? No, I don't care.
1: I'll
2: see. have made boys. that
1: pretty fucking clear, I think, the last two years. Oh. So you're here for super coach knowledge. And how about what have I been up to? What have you been up to, mate? Enlighten well, enlightened
2: me. Now that you mention it, mate, and bring it up sort of unannounced, i uh, t- traditionally not a morning person. I hate the mornings. There's a few of us out there just mm-hmm. don't do it well. That's why my voice normally goes early morning in the, uh, the early morning pods. I got up this morning, had a bit of a dip, freshened up for the podcast, didn't want to let you down, mate, as usual, and uh, went to get a coffee, and who's sitting there, but Cam Murray in all his glory, sun was shining down on him, and I thought, oh, good start to the day, good start to the day, waiting for my coffee, Cody Walker rocks up, sits down next to him, and I just sit sit there glaring over at him, trying trying not to be too obvious at it, and I just thought, today's going to be a good day, and even more so, it's going to be a good podcast. So, mate, I
1: actually ran into the boys after that, and they were telling me, you're not going to believe who was just here. Yeah. Tim Williams. Yeah. Unbelievable. I actually went and sat in their seat after they left just to get the warmth. <laughs> now, speaking of Cam Murray, uh, we will be doing two RFs and front row forwards tomorrow. And Cam Murray, he's going to be front and centre, as he always is. So stay tuned for that, guys. 3 p.m. Thursday, go through two RFs and front row forwards. Uh, now, mate, my chair, was a slightly different groove in it uh, this morning when I came in. Uh, the OG guru, I hear, was here last night. The
2: OG guru. The pretender to- guru. Tommy Sangster, I know, and that's it. And people, you know, you've got your big following guru, guru, this guru, that, I'm like the OG guru, Tommy was on the SC Playbook podcast. So uh, it was really good to have the big fella. on. Had, had a few good yarns about super creation, getting trolled over the years. The poor bugger is the nicest bloke on the planet. He has the thickest skin and just cops from all corners Anytime there's ever a... Uh, something wrong with the Supercoach scoring, or some like should have got a try. So he's there just straight to Tommy Sangster on Twitter and DMing him, and he just laughs it off. He goes, mate, like, I don't have as much saying this as people think he does. So, yeah, he was on the potty with uh, Desi Creek, the 2019 champion, so on YouTube. If anyone needs a look, we uh, launched that last week and been good little bit of support, so jump on and give us a,
1: subscri- a subscription. It's like when you order me from Wish, isn't it?
2: It ve- <laughs> very similar. Oh, I'm the least thanks let's be honest to you <laughs> uh,
1: yeah but I remember talking to him and um, Wilson Smith a couple of years ago about like just some of the complaints they get it's just oh. next level
2: it's all time mate. <laughs> like the, people think people think Tommy Sanders is like Rupert Mur- Murdoch's right hand man at News Corp and just pulls the strings it's
1: like it doesn't quite run that way <laughs> I had a bloke who messaged me the other day that his, um, his app was, um, was wigging out every time he signed in it wasn't working yeah it was saying he had the wrong password. He's like, Hey, can you sort this out? And I was like, Bro, you got the wrong password. <laughs> can, yeah. Even oh. if you didn't, what do you want me to do? Yeah, got
2: yeah. Nothing to do. What with can it. I do for you? Yeah. The amount of people out there that generally think Tommy of a Sunday night, like emails into the bloke's running super coach and telling him to give clearer unicorn points <laughs> and Cam Smith unicorn points just to bolster his score. It's <laughs> like if you've met the bloke. He loves Supercoach, but he's not going to go out of his way way to do that and, and piss off everyone else. Man, like,
1: I've legitimately heard people say you should own players that yeah, Tom Sankster yeah. has because he gets extra points. Winning formula. Wild. Fucking oh. wild. Um, <laughs> now, from one strategy of buying all of Tom Sankster's players to another <laughs> one for CTWs today, mate. Uh, CTWs, obviously, so many options here. Um, and, you know, my, uh, like we... A really common theme, and our first question comes from Riley Milton. He says, uh, "Is it do we only own one gun CTW considering the cheapies this year?" Um, a lot of talk around last few weeks that so many cheapies at CTW. We're not convinced there is. What uh, do you reckon? What, what's going to be your strategy this year? Obviously, pending team list, but it, it it changes everything. So the first thing that comes to mind
2: is. Each year we try and start with cheapy CT dubs because it's a volatile position, but let's say you've got seven players in your CT dub position, two of them, maybe one to two of them max might be guns. You can at least, based on fixtures, plug and play the ones with the the best fixtures. But I don't know at this stage if they are emerging for us uh, this season. If they do not emerge, we need to obviously hope that they drop in other positions. Now, there's a couple around hooker the halves fullbacks and these are the positions that we want to load up on these high ceiling players so you then start to go all right well we really need a couple in the front row and back row which there may be a couple but that's also a lot of question marks over them so if we don't get them at ct there's got to be cuts across your squad and one that i don't want to do but if we don't get them it's probably going to have to be nico hines at 900k and go all right. well i can flip him to someone like Sam Walker and bank 400 grand or 300 grand and, and spend that across my dub to make it solid and to find blokes that I think are, you know, that mid-tier that can still generate some cash for me and score okay. So, as I said, it's about a month till the season starts, a tick over, and hopefully we get there and we've got these dubs locked in, but there's job security issues around all of them and they, they may not emerge.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of issues around a lot of these guys. And I guess, mate, it takes us to our first question. Our second question comes from Ryan Westman. He says, are the fullbacks available in the CTWs must-haves? Now, we thought that we would just make this its own topic and just group all these guys together because I'm hearing a lot of people saying to me, oh, he's available at CTWing, but he plays fullback. If they're not scoring points at fullback, who gives a fuck? That's my big worry with a lot of these guys, mate. Yeah, exactly right. And
2: people can probably be trapped in, a, in an old school line of thinking with super You know, people out there that think, still think base stat forwards are the way to go and the way to overall glory. And that it's not. It's about high ceiling players. <clears throat> and I suppose one train of thought is that CT dubs, sorry, fullbacks are much better scorers, and you know, wingers and centres are you know just ignore them. They don't mean anything, but. We're seeing some of the best players in Supercoach nowadays being centres and wingers, in particular wingers on the end of strong back lines. So I think a fullback in a decent team that you can get as a jeweler at CTW is like, okay, great. Happy to lock them in if they emerge. But the ones that we're looking at at the moment, people like the Hammer playing for the Dolphins. I'm like, Toriel Sloan at the Dragons. Are these teams going to put points on the board? Because they, as you mentioned, Guru, that they've still got to score well at their club. And I'm not convinced that those teams are going to have many points in them. And they've both got horrific bases. That's just to, to start with a couple of those dual positions.
1: Mate, we'll start with um, the Hammer. because, But he's at
2: 44%
1: owned. Mm. That is ludicrous, in my opinion. I, I, I At no point this offseason have I considered starting with him, to be perfectly honest with you. He's at 330K, so based, his price is based at a 31-point average. Um, in games that he played fullback last year for 80 minutes in a top-four team, he averaged 41. He scored two tries in those four games. Mm. Bro, I'm not kidding in the fucking slightest. You could lose money on Hamita. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you 100% could. I cannot believe so many people are so high on him. They've got Tessie New at the club as well. I just, if, and I understand, like, it's a great asset for him, but outside of his speed, there isn't much in the career for me, so that it's said to me, he's a fullback. No. I just, and I mean, is this Dolphins team, how many points are people expecting them to score in the early, they play the Roosters round one. That'll be... I think
2: I'd be 50 nil to the Roosters, so where does he get his points from then? I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, mate, I hope I'm wrong too, yeah. but
1: he could go sub-10 points in round one. Yeah. And I, I think that could is a serious, serious um, possibility. He's 330K um, as well. Like He's not, not even near bottom dollar, really. His best game last year, he scored 64. He scored two tries. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand he's, For a very he's a good team. footballer. But super coach wise and there, here's a classic example. Oh, he's playing fullback, though. So what? Yeah. He doesn't score points there. He did that for the Cowboys who
2: finished third on the ladder
1: and almost made a grand final. It's wild. Yeah, I, so Not for me, mate. 44% is outrageous. I, I would like to think that would drop, but, mate, if it goes up, it wouldn't surprise me because so many people are set on this whole idea of fullbacks are going to score so many points. You've got to look at the player. Yeah. And the thing about
2: it, if the Dolphins come out and surprise us all and – uh, Supercoach Wayne spreads his magic dust and they win a couple of early games and Hammond goes 80-80. Sweet. I'll downgrade a, a mid-ranger or a gun who's underperforming to him and get him there. Even then, I'd still be nervous, but you know, it's, not like, it's not like it's a 700K player where they're unattainable
1: if they fire. It's like, well, sweet, I'll just pick him up. Yeah. Uh, mate, another one that a lot of people have asked about, and I think you, you've got some good numbers on him. Uh, one question comes from Dave Dawson. Is Meany a get-on with Pappy out? Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen obviously not looking in the greatest nick at the moment. I'm not sure if you saw that Instagram reel the other day, but that first step really worried mm. me a lot. Um, all the other players were in there, training singlets and whatnot. He had a jumper on, so it doesn't look like he's moving too much. Um, I think the Pappy, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him until... Around eight, nine. Could be further. Yeah, possibly further. Quite possibly. Like, I, I, I was going to say origin, but I wasn't sure if that was over the top. But I, I don't think it is. No, not at all. He's yeah, he's worse for wear, the poor bugger. So, so Nick Meany, I mean, I would assume that he will play fullback. I like. I think Munster is the better fullback, but I think it showed last year that they can't afford to not have him at mm. 5'8", and ended up costing them. So, I think that Meany does jump into fullback. Uh, 643k, priced at a 61 average from last year. You got some numbers on him?
2: Yeah, so the numbers are, are pretty decent with him at fullback last season. In 11 games at fullback, he averaged 66.2. It's a little bit hard to gauge those numbers because that back end of the season where he was obviously named at one and he, he sort of played fullback, but him and Cam Munster had that sort of dual, that, that hybrid role, I suppose, 5'8 fullback. So will he be... I think if he has the sole fullback role, he'll be better and there will be better point scoring in him. The thing that, and I don't think I can, I can't see myself starting with him, I don't think, at the price, just because there are so many good options. But the Melbourne Storm, every chance they're a top four team again this season, stacks of points in them, a good draw to start the season. Eels round one, very tough into the Dogs, Titans, and Tigers. But a goal kicking fullback for the Melbourne Storm at CT dub, oh, like he ticks a lot
1: of boxes, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I just. Yeah, I, I, and look, I'll be perfect. I've never been a huge Nick Meany fan, mm-hmm. and I wasn't convinced when he went down there that he'd he turn into this outstanding player. People said he played well last year, 100%. Uh, but I, I'm not completely convinced on him. I went and had a look at the numbers during the origin period mm-hmm. where he played fullback. 64 average across the origin period. I mean, he's priced at a 61 average. Yeah, but
2: that, that's in a side without Cam Munster, Harry Green, yeah. Felice Kafusi. He was missing half his side. So I'm actually, I see that and go, shit, Yeah, not mind it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think for 643 k when you look at the other guys, you can get for a little bit cheaper, which we'll talk about later today. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I will start with Meany, to be honest with you. But we'll see how that all plays out as we get closer. Uh, mate, another fullback that's been chucked around, Charlie Staines. Looks like he will line up at one for the West Tigers. Um, the three years they've put into Dane Laurie wasn't worth it, apparently. So they... <laughs> Picked another player from the Panthers and struck him at fullback. I find very bizarre. Um, 378K. Based on a 36 average. Um, I've... Another one that I I think people are expecting very big things out of. Uh, He had a 25 base stat average last year. Um, And I thought that he really lifted the work that he was doing last year, the the year before that, I thought, I I don't know if this guy's going to make it in first grade. He's fast and that's it. But last year he took his workload to another level, which is great to see. Um, I mean, I think Dane Laurie's a really good player. He averaged 47 there. Charlie Staines, another one I'm not totally convinced on. I'm hoping the West Tigers do improve. If so, I I can understand it. And I would rather you have Charlie Staines than uh, Hamiso and a few other guys. Where, where do you sit on Staines? Not keen at all. Yeah. Um, did, did you say he had his ownership there? Uh, his ownership? I'll get it for you.
2: Keep going. Yeah, so... Yeah, price on a 36 average. I'm not convinced. 7%. 7%. And, again, if he does get locked in at fullback, that'll probably grow before round one. But, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like a super coach, relevant player. To me, he's... I want to say he's not the tackle busting type, but with speed and his build, he's growing. He's building into his body a bit. There could be some tackle busting him, so I shouldn't um, say no to that just yet. But he's going from the dual premiers, back to back premiers to the Tigers, who are a lot, bit of a wild card this year. We think they'll be significantly improved, but we haven't seen anything to say that they will yet. Aside from you know the team that's been listed. Oh. 378k again. He's hardly a cheapy. Um, I'm I'd,
1: I'd not keen on him at all, to be honest. I would rather him than um, Hamiso, though. Would you agree with that? I I would, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah I don't know. They, they, as we said off the top, a lot of guys here that I think people are very hyped about, but I think there's a, a lot of things that you need to consider. They do
2: have a nice draw, so if they can start the the season well. And, you know, they do fire early on. The four-pack's going forward. He's got this platform to play off. They go Titans, Knights, Bulldogs, Storm, Broncos. So the first three
1: rounds in particular are really nice. But not for me. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know what a nice draw is for the Tigers yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Like, I don't know what they're going to look like. They, they, they could still come out and be a fucking basket case. Yeah. All teamless and everything says they won't, but... History tells me they might, yeah. realistically. Uh, another one, mate, that Hayes Perrin, uh arriving at the Canterbury Bulldogs, it looks like he will play fullback. Another guy that I think people are going to Go play fullback, lock him in. Um, mate, he's based at a 35-point average. Mm. His base stats were sub-20 last year on average. Um, he's going to need attacking stats. He's going to be at a new club. Another one that I just I, I don't know about. I, I don't think he's a terrible option, but... 370K is a pretty good whack. When you go on sub-20 base stats, you're going to have to get attacking stats every week. I, another one that I'm not totally... If he, if he was 270K, completely different conversation. But 370K, if you're looking to make m- some coin off Hayes param I don't know if you will.
2: Yeah, and that's it. A, another example of a bloke, almost identical, isn't it? A bloke going from a gun team in the NRL grand finalist Parramatta over to the Dogs who we think, will be vastly improved. It's the exact same as the Tigers, but we have to see it first. Yeah. Uh, in five games, so first game of the season, played 12 minutes, 12 points, whatever. After that, in his five games, he scored four tries and still only averaged 39. So, you know, that's obviously down a little bit from that game one, I'll give him that, but moves to a better position in fullback if he does, but job security is going to be an issue. Um, the doggies, how long it takes them to form combinations is going to be an issue. Awkward price. Just one that I, I don't think the risk is worth taking early on. Is, is like the boys you've mentioned prior, could easily lose money um, from his starting price. Again, if he comes out and goes whack, whack and
1: brains it, well then we can buy him. Yeah, good as <laughs> gold. Without yeah, risk. Fuck. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there. that are going to start with so many of these guys, and their supercoach season is going to be over in round four because they've lost money.
2: I tell you the other issue with a few of these blokes around that three three fifty k mark. If the cheapy scene is poor early on at CT Dub, we we may not have blokes to downgrade them to, and then you're stuck there with a some at three ten k. There's no one to move down to. Yep, there
1: might be bugger all options to move up to, and you just leave yourself in a tricky place. So. Mate, Tyrell Sloan, uh, I love him as a footballer, but I'm about to tear him a new asshole in Supercoach. I, I, mate, he is he, he is 16% over in ownership and he's at 16%. He's got the buy round one. You're relying on Hawk to pick the right team in round two, three, and four. I'm not convinced he will. He's shown before that he doesn't have much confidence in Tyrell Sloan. If he doesn't get named in round two... You've, you've straight away off the bat wasted a, a trade off the bat and mate i I don't even think that's the biggest hurdle he's at 298k which means he's you know he's priced at a 28 point average which should be achievable right um at fullback last year he had a 35 point average so sorry so far in his career it's a 35 point average at fullback he last year he had a base stat average of 19. one of those games he had 38 base stats in you know how many points he scored in that game how many? Forty. <laughs> oh, Thirty eight in base and he scored forty. Thirty-eight in base. If you take out that thirty-eight base <laughs> game, which is a huge outlier, his base state average for last year was fifteen. He's not he is not locked into this side. He is not a certainty to be there. Um I just in twenty twenty one, he had a sixty three point average, which is fantastic from five games that he played at fullback. He scored six tries and averaged sixty three.
2: But guru. What if the 10 games with 14 base, what if they were the outliers and the 38 base becomes
1: the norm? <laughs> what if? What if then that one that five on is the norm? <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I have a look at... Also, in those five games that he scored six tries, two of them, the last two rounds, they played the Cowboys, who were pretty much wooden spooners at the time, the week after they played South Sydney. This is the list of guys South Sydney rested that week. Latrell, Cody, Cook, Arrow... Burgess, AJ, Gagai, your coffee mate, Cam Murray. <laughs> I, I, mate, I cannot make sense of 16% ownership for Tyrell Sloan. He has no job security. He doesn't score supercoach points regardless. He's priced at a 28-point average. I don't know if he scores 20. He, can, he, he has literally had games where he's scored a triangle on sub-30 on a few occasions. He's playing for the Dragons. Gee, I'd give anything for Cam
2: Murray to be my coffee mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. You just rattled me when you said that. Uh, Tyrell Sloane, he just, again, It's I'm looking at, put it this way, the cheapy CT dubs, and we may not have the luxury of picking ones from decent teams, but you're forced to play these blokes in your 17. You may be forced, I should say, to play them in your 17 each week, and they could pump out 10 or 15 points for you. And it just kills you. So it's like, or at least if you get a center or a winger for a decent team, you're like, oh, there's every chance they cross over for a meat pie. And they might have terrible base, but it gets them to 40, 45. But if you have to play someone like Sloan or Hammer in your CTW, which that's the other thing. If you're paying, you know, 350 for them, there's every chance you will be playing them in your 17. So, oh, you just have this sick feeling in your stomach going into round one. Yes, there's attacking upside, but, I mean, Again, the Dragons have to put points on the board, and I'm not convinced that they will. Uh, the one, one thing, another thing against him, while we think he'll be locked into the, one, the number one spot there at the Dragons, they have the buy-in round one. So if we don't, we're not certain of the makeup of the team. He should be there. He'd be pretty confident. They have a good draw, again. Um, and like you said, it doesn't mean a lot if the team's no good. But Titans, Broncos, Sharks, Dolphins, Titans, Raiders, it is a really nice draw. Roosters, Bulldogs, Tigers. Great first 10 rounds.
1: But not for me. There is one team in that list I think they beat, and it's the Dolphins.
2: I, I'm with you. I'd back him in one of those games,
1: but hopefully they can at least put 10, 15 points on the board. I think you're mad to start with Tyrell line. Mad. I, I really do. I might, I'm mm. fucking... He doesn't score points. He has no job scrutiny. He has a bye week one. Yeah. At yeah. what point... At, Tell me the upside. What's the upside to Tyrell Slyte? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not keen on him. He,
2: yeah, I'll tell you the upside. Seeing as though you asked so politely, mate, um, bear with me. But it was that finish to the 2021 season where I, I know you, you just gave a bunch. of. I hope he
1: plays a wooden spoon team in a reserve to yeah. now, yeah. Sydney, this season.
2: But it, look, even in those, his five games, no the, pressure the, on him in those. Yeah, games. so the season's the, over. Yeah. He's three games outside of that, 43, 55, 35, scored in each of them, but I don't know. I Look, I'm not buying
1: him, so ask someone yeah. else. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I just I don't want to see people fall into this trap. Yeah. I mean, fuck. If, if, if his scoring doesn't fuck you, if his price doesn't fuck you, you can put money on hooks going to. And especially now that it looks like he's going to play Jack Bird at 5'8", that still leaves Mozambia floating around somewhere without a position. Oh, God. And you know what Hook's like. That His job's he, on the line. He'll he just,
2: go for guys that he trusts. You just see him being 0 from 2 and then and buying a the fullback, can't you? So.
1: And, you know, and people are saying, oh, yeah, but he's guaranteed the fullback. He was guaranteed it last yeah. year. He lasted two weeks. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't see a world where I go with him. Let's go to... Um, the brighter side of things, chance, moving to the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, one of your boys from the Canberra Raiders, a little bit more expensive, 327K, a 31-point average. Um, in games over, in games that he played over 60 minutes last year, average 35. Um, the three seasons before that, he's gone 57, 54, 49. Um, I'm also not convinced he's locked into fullback. I know the Warriors are saying he is, but I just look at the way the Warriors defended last year, their centres were leaking points like sieves. And I, I personally think I would be playing him at centre if I was in this team. So I think Charles is a better option than those other guys, but I don't think he's an absolute certainty to be a really good cheapie there.
2: Yeah, he's not in my team as it stands, but I, I like him more than most of the folks we've mentioned around the same price bracket just because he's a worker. He has a yep. crack. Like, put it this way, if he's at centre, I'm definitely not picking him, but... He'll still go looking for ball like he just loves it. If he's at fullback, okay, there there'll be a decent enough case to be made. Uh, they start the season the Warriors, Newcastle, Roosters, Cowboys, Doggies, Sharks. So, which goes into the Knights, Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, Panthers. Oh, give the poor buggers a go, right? Like yeah. they've just spent two years in Australia, two and a half years in Australia. Give them a soft draw to start and get some confidence up. It's brutal. So really tough draw. Uh, if he's at fullback maybe if he's at
1: center not a chance and that's my worry that he could move to center i just Mm. you you've got Metcalf who doesn't have a spot in that team as it stands right now you've got young centers it looks like they're not going to play near corey in the centers too so it's going to be both hedges they're going to be leaking points i I just think chance could find himself there and and there's not
2: there's not a lot of attacking upside to him like he in his better years in Supercoach, for starts he was starring with the Raiders, but they were firing and just putting on points for fun. He
1: just... He averaged 57. Exactly. Yeah. He's a goer. Yeah. And he's
2: a great clubman, but he's not a super coach. There's not player. a lot of upside there. No. Nah, so... so, yeah, if he's named fullback round one and we're lacking cheapies, I'll consider. But at this stage, there's better options.
1: And this sort of takes us back to, mate, like our strategy we said at the start, that, you know, there's so many cheapies out there. You look at the top-owned Chibis at the moment, number one at 44%, Hamisa. We hate him. Yeah. Number two is Chance. We're not huge on him. Number three is Paul Alamotti. Now that Jacob Rillo is not fullback, I don't think him or Skelton make Oof. the round one team. Number four is Jack Howarth. We don't know if he's no. going to make the team. Oh. Number five is Kahn-Pierre from the Titans. I assume he's going to be in the team. It sounds like he will, and I think he will be a must-have. And then you've got Hayes Perham at six. At seven is um, Tafare. I don't think he's going to be in the side. They wow. said the other day, you, you were spot on. You and Aitken is going to play center. They had their photo day yesterday. They sent Branko Lee down. I think he's going to be in the side. So I don't think he's in the side either. So of the top seven most owned at the moment, a number eight is Hayes Dunster. We also don't know if he's going to be in yeah. the side. So of the, of the top eight guys that are there at the moment, the only one I'm confident with is Campiera and chance who I know will be in the side, but I don't know if he's going to do well.
2: Yeah. it'll be <laughs> it's it, scary.
1: It, it'll be interesting. If it is that, Slim pickings come round
2: one. There's going to be some big decisions to be made around your halves and your hooking positions where there are a few decent cheapies looming that I was happy to go against because I wanted to target the high upside players, but
1: might be forced into it. And just outside that top 10 is Torrell Sloan at 12. Another one we're not confident on. Yeah. So I I think that there's a few mirages getting around in the CTWs that I think people... It'll be evident in the trials, I think, when a lot of these guys... Or round one, a lot of these guys aren't picked, up named, etc. But yeah, it's going to be scary. Uh, so they are the center wings that are playing fullback that a lot of people find very appealing. I guess while we're here, mate, we'll touch on some cheapies. Uh, Isaac Thompson, 336K, uh, price, an average of 32. Um, he played two games last year, averaged 64 points, 28 base stats average. Very solid, very good footballer, passed the eye test. Um, my only worry is that Tane Milne returns in round three. Mm. I would keep Isaac Thompson, but I don't know what the South Sydney Rabbitohs are going to do.
2: Yeah. uh, One that currently not plugged in my team, but you'd certainly make a case for he, just because he's playing in a very good side, the Bunnies we've spoken about, but have a horrific draw to start the season. But, the difference is they're a good side themselves. So yes. they can still put points on, especially when you've got Latrell Mitchell feeding your ball. 336k, as you said, he's not that jewel that we've just spoken about, but it's all right, can handle that, don't need that. So, yeah, I don't mind Thompson. He's, his game is conducive to supercoach scoring. Um, so yeah, And I suppose the thing is, I know it's not something you want to be resting on or, or relying on, I should say, but if Milne does come in in round three... He's still probably only one injury away from being in that back yep. line, so he's pretty close to the mark. I, I don't mind him, again, at 3.36K, one you'd ideally avoid. He's also someone I wouldn't mind playing in my team each week. Yes. So that there's a bit of reassurance there. Uh, yeah, serious option.
1: Just another thing to consider with him as well, um, I've heard that Richie Kennar is having a fair few reps at right wing as well. Right. I would go with Isaac Thompson, but... Kenard did have a great season in New South Wales Cup. When he did come in first grade, he did very well. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Hopefully but
2: Charity Shell gives us a little bit of an idea. Hopefully,
1: yeah. The only thing is... Well, Tane can play in that, I believe. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm like...
2: Because Tane misses the first two rounds, whether they're going to play him in round three or not, they'll probably want to get time into him in that game, so it might not help that much. You
1: know, it would have been perfect. I think that if Tane would have played in that World Cup, if he didn't have that suspension, I think he would have played in the forwards for Fiji like he normally does. Yeah. And he does well there. Yeah. And I reckon South Sydney would have eventually shifted him to the that bench. That could have, have used it, couldn't they? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we'll have to see between Thompson and Kenna. The only thing about Kenna is, like... He'll be priced. I, I'm not sure if he's, if he's in the system at the moment, but priced on his average last year, if he gets the gig, he came in on AJ's wing and scored about four tries in two weeks or something. So he'll be really – so hopefully it is Isaac Thompson, but we've still got to overcome the Tane Milne speed bump. Um, I'm going to fall on my sword here a little bit. Remus Smith, I'm not convinced on him. Here we go. I'm not convinced on him. Here we go. But once you have a look around the room and you have a look at the other CTWs sitting in the dark corners, credit to you. He's just guaranteed a spot, isn't he? He's going to be playing rugby league.
2: Guru fall on sword. Watch what are we episode five <laughs> or six? We're at about about six for the uh, opening to the season. So, mate, he just that's it. He he might not be the biggest superstar in the world, but he's in one of the best teams in the competition. Outside some very very good footballers with a soft draw to start the year, he's very cheap. Uh, again, one that I'm relatively comfortable with to plug in my seventeen on game day. Again, with the draw, round one against Parramatta, all right, maybe sit him that week, but the next few weeks, every chance he can drag, drag a try or two, ideally. But well, I think the stat we touched on the other week with my early team reveal was that he'd scored one try or something last year or the year before. Yep. And mate, the, Last uh, year, yeah. Last year. There, there has to be more tries incoming. So the fact that he averaged, not good, but without sc- basically any attacking stats, there has to be an increase in that.
1: I hope so. Because so, yeah. I mean, mate, I'm looking at him now, going, okay. Compared to the other guys, is a better option. I still think he could average, forty. Mm. In which case, there's, I haven't done
2: the math, but you know, maybe 100k, 100K price. K price. So, yeah, at you know, I wouldn't say worst case 40,
1: but you hope he's not too much worse than that. Well, I mean, he was, yeah, he, he was 30 last year in a Melbourne Storm team going pretty fucking well. So that's yeah, my...
2: in in 69 minutes. So he had a game there. He played 39 minutes for 20 points. He played 11 minutes when he got injured for seven points. So. If we can stick him to 80-minute games, we said one try in that time and one try assist, which didn't have the line assist with it as well. So I like him.
1: Yeah, I like him more than I did a few <laughs> weeks ago, but I'm still far from convinced. Um, at a guy that has caught my attention a little bit is Tommy Talau. Um Obviously team list pending. I think he will start for the West Tigers. Uh, I'm happy to lock him for, I think, at least... Uh, 40-point average. I think he has got a a bit of upside to him. Uh, Tommy Talao, you go back to 2021. uh, Last time he played, he averaged 44 points across 80-minute games. For the love of God, you hope the Tigers improve to some extent. Um, Tommy Talao at 301K. I like him. Soft draw,
2: big tick. Where do we see him slotting in in the Tigers' back line? One of the centre spots, I think. One of the centre spots. So... Alongside who's the other centre for the Tigers? Put us both under the microscope there.
1: A complete um
2: blind it, They they play Mamala at centre this year or wing. Yeah. Or Asu Kapayo. Um, it's
1: it's a young yeah. yeah.
2: yeah it's, uh, it's so a, could be either edge. Um, at the price, three hundred K, pretty cheap. Yeah. Should be some more upside in the Tigers. Um, oh yeah, I probably don't think it matters too much which edge he's on in terms of Dewey or Brooks. Yeah. I, I don't love it, but
1: he's a decent price. Yeah, I'd probably if I could pick which side I'd probably rather him on the left, I think. Just with the way that Dewey plays and whatnot. I'd probably rather him on the left, but uh I can also see Brooks just hitting
2: Papaliti short every time.
1: Yeah, but I, I think off the back of that I can see him picking up some attacking stats off Papaliti. Yeah. So I, I yeah I mean I, to, to, I I think he will be in my side either way. Um, I, I think he's one of the better money makers here potentially. What do you uh
2: as a percentage out of hundred? What percent is there that he starts round one? Do you
1: think? <laughs> Mate, I I just think based on their squad and I know they've been very high on him for a long time. I'm I'm pretty confident he will. I've got him at. I'd, I'd be happy to say 80% that he starts. I think he will. I don't
2: mind Tommy Tulley as a footballer. I've seen seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen a few Tigers fans sort of, and there might be a bit of flack about him on it, saying, no, like, he's average. He, he, you know, he's all hype and that. But he's still very young. He's had his injury troubles. I think he's worth investing in at least for a couple more years. So yeah. I, I don't mind him.
1: He's sitting at 9% ownership at the moment. I, I think that will definitely go up. And I think, obviously... Sports. If he gets an aim round one, it'll skyrocket. It'll skyrocket, yeah, 100%. Um, now, mate, I've got a couple of guys here that are all teamless pending. We've spoken about a lot of them. Um, we've spoken about Tommy Eisenhuth a few weeks ago. If he manages to land in that Storm back row, he could be interesting. I'm hearing that, that Trent Leeru is doing yeah. very well down there. Okay. He's a shot to get that spot. Um, so, I mean, I I can see there being someone from the Melbourne Storm that gets a spot, whether it's an Ellie Katoa or whoever it is, but... I've also just got a question mark. I mean, those Melbourne Storm boys on the edges, they've been so good for so long. They've never been fantastic in Supercoach, realistically. And I, I know they're not high upside sort of guys, but I, I also wonder if whoever does win this edge spot, is it going to be 80 minutes realistically? Mm. I, because we'll assume Tariq, Tariq will play 80. Yeah, but there's like... I'm Oh, you can also go in the rotation. middle rotation. Yeah.
2: So then you've got Loyero... How do you
1: pronounce it? I don't know. Yeah. I've been trying yeah. for two
2: years. Yeah, um, But Loyero, we've got Eisenhuth, Jack Howarth. Chan. Elias Katoa. Lots of options, isn't there? Plenty of options. So, just hope it's one of the cheapies where there's not too much risk in getting them in.
1: But I, I, I honestly, I don't even know who I want to win. I, I probably want Jack Howarth to win it, I guess. Howarth is the one just because he's dirt cheap, he's dual at
2: his price, like his bottom dollar. So he wouldn't even need to play that many minutes to earn some, a bit of coin.
1: Yeah. In, in my mind, I, I would think that probably Tom Eisenhoof would be in front of Jack Howarth, just because of the consistency that he brings. Yeah,
2: Belliac, as we keep saying, sticks to his, uh, his proven yeah. players.
1: And, yeah. and if Tom Eisenhoof does get it, he obviously is dual 279 so case, That's at about a 25, 26-point average. He's not a great coach scorer, though, at the end of the day. no. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how that one plays out. You've got Robert Jennings up at the... I'm um, say the Gold Coast Dolphins. Fuck, me, The Dolphins. Um, 267K. That's obviously teamless pending. I don't know if I want wingers from the Dolphins, though.
2: I don't really want to touch a backline player from the Dolphins, yeah. to be honest. Um, Ray Stone's in my side at the moment. He's cheap. We know he works, but there's been a chat that he doesn't get the starting spot. Probably have him anyway, but like at least if they're getting belted, Ray Stone's hopefully playing 50 minutes and makes 50 tackles or something. But the backline players, I honestly think they're just going to be starved of opportunity. I really do. So, you know, Tavare, Jennings, there's a few blokes there that I, I, if they're in my team, it'll be very reluctantly and it'll be because there's a lack of cheapy CT dubs. Yeah.
1: One guy that I think could potentially emerge, I probably do think it's, it's a little bit of a long shot, but Heimel Hunt at the Newcastle Knights. He's at two hundred and thirty four K. Uh mm. so very cheap. Obviously teamless Tuesday pending. Very I mean, cheap. Very cheap. So and I you know I think that if he's not in the starting side, I think he'll be the next man up as far as wingers yep. go. So if there is an injury or something happens somewhere or if the knights bad, the I mean, best won't make it past half time, so you have to assume. So if there's a world where Tuala maybe ends up in the centers or something and Heimel Hunt can get a gig, um it's sort
2: of, it's sort of it's, sorry to cut off made it it's it's sort of between Marzu
1: you said there too Tuala,
2: um and hunt so but you know they're all relatively level peggings. they've gone to over hunt in the past yep Marzu, enigma who bloody knows Oh, he's great in attack but yeah can Newcastle afford to have one exactly edge, so, yeah so yeah I, I didn't sort of I sort of skim past him but he, he's very cheap and it made his every chance at, and every as chance. I
1: said he's a long shot and he, he's not a tremendous footballer but you go back to 2021 the last <laughs> time he played you know, consistent Dude, first I oh, like like he, he's solid, but he's not like <laughs> a huge upside guy. Um, he averaged forty points in eighty minute games across sixteen games, and he only scored three tries in that. Mm. So if he can just fall over the line two more times, still when 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 you're at two hundred thirty four k, you can average forty, and he does get through a fair fair bit of work. Heimel to his credit, so, so he could be interesting.
2: Yeah. It's the beauty of Supercoach, isn't it? And, and talking Supercoach, not direct, NRL, I say. Just a shit supercoach player, they say. Not having a guy his underal, just a shit super coach player. Just doesn't
1: have Albert. <laughs> yeah. Um now the two Canterbury boys who are very popular in ownership as well, Alamotti and Skelton. I don't think either of them start round one now. I think that if is not playing fullback, he'll have to be in the centres. Yeah, he's got to be in there somewhere. So I think both of these guys miss out. Uh round one. Obviously we'll wait for teamless. I just I think they'll go with Braden Burns. I'm not sure whether I would, but I think Canterbury will.
2: I've always been a low-key fan of Braden Burns. I, I yeah. think you
1: guys are right. I... Slowed down a lot in the last year. Can do a Can I, I used do used to hammy. be a big fan of him. But can do a hammy. Can do a hammy. And I think, I don't know, j- just from watching him last year, it looks to me like he's slowed down a lot. I, I think he's a little bit hesitant now, yeah, okay. which I can understand completely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think they will back in Braden Burns because, you know, at, at his best, he's fucking fantastic. Yeah. He's a good footballer. So those two, I don't know. Um Tofado, we already mentioned him. Branko came down in the middle. Like the, the Dolphins sent down 10 blokes. Branko was one of them. I'm not reading into it too much, but if I'm sending down 10 blokes to be on the, f- the front cover of the Dolphins for their first season, I'm sending down 10 blokes that are playing first grade.
2: They, they could sign Cam Munster and then Supercoach as a gift to the
1: Dolphins, start him at 250K and I still probably wouldn't pick him. <laughs> wouldn't pick him. Um, so I, I think Branco starts there. I, I, I had Branko on my podcast three years ago, and it was just after he came out of that Origin camp. Mm. You might remember he, he was named to make his debut game one, and he got injured. So they pulled him out of the, He got injured in the warm-up, and he missed game two. And then the game was on the Wednesday. and I, I think that was the year the game was on the Sunday afternoon. And he went into Wayne's offer. Wayne called him in on the Monday and said, um, do you think you can play? And he said, oh, I'll be really 50-50, I don't know. And Wayne said, if you think you can play, I'm going to pick you at centre. All yeah, right. Guaranteed that to him. <sighs> so... And he ended up playing. Yeah, him and Edric on that edge did pretty well. So I think Wayne will go with Branko. I think there's, he, he's always been a fan of him. Taking him there for a reason, obviously. Yeah, I'll, obviously likes him. Whatever. Like he's, he's had an injury in the preseason, but I, I just think that Branko will be there, and you and A can all be the other centre by the sounds of it. Tafare probably misses out. He's also been named in this trial on the weekend, which I don't think is a great sign. Yeah, that he's been named with the other Definitely reserve not. graders. So. Um, And that's the
2: thing with these Dolphins players, just because there's an entirely new squad being put together, it's not two or three new combinations, it's every combination is new, so that's why I'm so reluctant on them. But it doesn't mean they can't become relevant down the track. You know, someone like you and Aitken, who if they start slow and take some time as expected to find their feet like it would any new club... Someone like you and Aiken could drop a stack of cash. And then when hopefully they start to hit their gear mid-season, we go, all right, he could become a good pickup at, yep. a, at a cheap price. So I'm not uh, completely
1: putting the, the line through Dolphins. It's just early in the season. They concern me. It'd be unreal if Aiken leaks a heap of cash early yep. and they get a back row injury. He Ooh. finds his way in there. That'd be Thank very you. juicy. So fingers crossed. Um, yeah, Tafari, I don't think he'll be there round one. I think you'll see him at some point this year, but I think he'll be a tricky one as we go uh, Cam Pierre from the Gold Coast Titans, uh, lightning quick at 200 K. I think he's an absolute must have if named. I, I think if he's named, he will probably be the highest owned player. Yeah. You're a monster fan, aren't you? I am. Yeah. He's very good. Very, very good. Very, uh, if you haven't watched him play, he actually, he reminds me a lot, the way that he moves and everything. It reminds me a little bit of, um, Xavier Savage. Yeah. Like he's, he's got that sort of speed and that sort of movement. Uh, he's obviously playing on the wing on the, uh, at the Titans. So I don't know how much opportunity he will get, but at 200K, it's a pun on Williams. Yeah. And if he just ends up in open space, it's over. For sure. It's done. Um, Jack Howarth, we spoke about him. Um, now, another one, and he's not really... A, actually, we'll, we'll t- 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 talk about him a little bit later. Another one that I want people to keep an eye on is at the Cowboys. They've got a number of guys missing early. There's a fellow up there, Sadrugu, who is a CTW, but he's a back rower. He actually played lock for the Fijian side. Now, I'm not sure if you remember in the World Cup, their 13 was very good. Yeah. And it's this guy, he's up at the uh, Cowboys. We don't know what's going on with Le Lua. We've got Luki, who's out till round five or round six. Um, there's another back row injury up there. Like I've heard people talking that maybe Jack Goz might get a gig in this side to start the season. Mitch Dunn coming back from Mitch Dunn's coming back from yeah. injury. That's the other one. This, uh, this guy, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get a bench spot for the first few weeks. And I think that once he shows what he can do, I think he's got the potential to stay in the side. So he is, you know, 200K, mm. bottom dollar. He'll come on in the forwards. He'll play center wing and he's got upside. He's a little smoky to keep an eye on, I think.
2: Yep. Yep. That's a big, so many big preseason watch. These trials are going to be so telling.
1: The other one that people have got in their side is Bailey Hodgson. He's currently at 13%. With Lockie Miller signing yesterday, it's done. Yep. I think um, scrap him. He's got to go. Uh, I think that Jackson Hastings sat down here with um, James Graham a few weeks ago, and I can like that podcast was a few weeks ago and said that at the moment he's the front runner. That was obviously weeks before Miller yep. had signed. So uh, there's not surely there isn't a world where the Newcastle Knights are signing Miller and not playing him at one rot. He's he'll be then up one round one. Yep. Without a doubt. What about the timing, by the way, of poor old Kate Dykes, the poor bastard? Oh, can you believe it? And this is why the question, so many people sending me questions. God, the sharks are assholes. Why don't they just release Miller? This that's is why. He said <laughs> <is> exactly <laughs> fucking why. Oh. Unbelievable how that's played out. Uh, mate, are there any other cheapies that you want to throw in there before we get to the big dogs? Mate, I, I reckon we've got them pretty comprehensively there. All right, now, obviously with a, a lot of these guys, we had them in our team a few weeks ago. We've spoken a lot about them, Brian Toho. Uh, six twenty four k, priced at a fifty nine average. He's got a buy in round three. We can deal with that. We still feel the same way about total. Absolutely, mate. And and I hope his ownership stays low because I twenty percent now.
2: Yeah, I, I can't see him dropping out of my team before round one. Uh, I suppose the only probably thing to touch on there. We expecting, and to be honest, I don't know if it's a benefit or not now with a, a few with William Kikau gone. But are we expecting him to play left edge with Taylor May
1: out and Taruva on the right, or do you think they just stick to I. I don't know. I, I think there's a possibility of him jumping on there, but mm. I also think that Taruba could quite easily <laughs> yeah. jump on there. I've actually had a few people message me and say they consider if Taruva's name to go Taruva the first two weeks and then just wait until he eventually gets another gig, which I think is a little bit out-thinking the room. I, I,
2: I, it crossed my mind as well just yeah. because he's in a golden position and he's very cheap, but I'm just so happy to... If he plays first two rounds, scores well, which is every chance he does and then there's an injury to an outside back, and he gets his start, just pick him up when that happens. Yeah. Because there might not be an injury to round 12, and he just sits there, and you're short of centre wing, and...
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey Manu, coming in at 801k, 76-point average last year. Has a buy in round four. He's currently 13% owned. I think that's pretty high for Joey Manu, considering the price. Mate, he's so
2: expensive. Just... You know, something we've, we've sounded like a broken record saying, but so many mouths to feed in this Roosters attacking unit. You now add Cheese in there as ball-running hooker. Um, Joseph Sueli, he's going to be that every bit more confident this season. He's going, suspected to be going on the left at centre roll, inside Daniel Tupu. Oh, it, he could come out and go 40-40-40, Joey Manu, if things don't fall his way. So in saying that, the Dolphins game round one, someone's going big there. Multiple people going big there. Um so that's a worry, but yeah, it's
1: a lot of money, mate. It's a lot and I think it'll be interesting this year with Joey Martin. Like I, I I just worry there's gonna be games where they're scoring a stack of points the Roosters and Manu's just always around there, but might not be actually scoring those points. Or like it could happen to him, could happen to Teddy. I also worry he scores so many points going out at, at a dummy half. Him and Brandon Smith, they'll be throwing fists in the play the ball yeah. who's gonna get in a dummy half. That's my only other sort of worry with Manu. Um that's a lot of money though.
2: And he could come out against the Dolphins round one and put on 150 and people at the 10% who start with him and go, we're geniuses. Well, from there, I'd still be like, he could still regress to 40, 50, 60 sort of thing. So yeah. like he has to be scoring a lot to justify that price tag.
1: And uh, just another thing on Joey Marno as well. I mean, and it's, it's more so thinking long-term. You have a look at the way the Roosters, their buys are structured this year. Unless he's rested, I don't think Teddy's going to miss a stack of footy during the origin period. So I question how much you'll get that boost of Manu playing six games yeah. of fullback during the middle of the season. The um, the weekly rubdown boys pointed out to me a few weeks ago that you have a look at the Roosters and where they where their buys are and everything. It, more so from a draft perspective, but they don't think Manu will play a stack of fullback in the middle of the season. So just something else to consider.
2: Yeah. Here's a little, let's get into the Roosters, touch on the Roosters' back line because – did a bit of research around when Luke Keary made the move to the left the left edge to the you know he, he put the six on his back not a lot changed but Sammy Walker moved to the right Q went to the left he did that i believe around 19 it might have been after that Manu went 101 and then he went 48 52 58, 85, 42 to end the season. So scoring dropped quite significantly uh, with Kiri on the left edge. Su so now goes to the left edge as well with Kiri. My stat around Daniel Tupu, who I touched on him, he's in my side as it stands. 58 point per game average last season. Good early season draw. Based 28 last year, which I think he can in improve up to sort of close to the 32 the year before. When Kiri came back in round 19... Super averaged 72.4. That's excluding... There was an injury game against the Storm when he was on 40 after 13 minutes. Uh, and we'll get to the back roles tomorrow, but it did wonders for Angus Crichton as well. So I wonder, and, and I may be wrong because it's a relatively small sample size, but how much Joe Manu gets impacted by Kiri and Suali on the left edge.
1: When I think about that left edge and the way that Manu's playing now, you're going to go Kiri, Angus, Teddy... Manu Su'ailelei, Tupu. They can't all fucking score Super Coach points. Something's got to give somewhere. I know you're high on Tupu. I'm a little bit worried that on a lot of strike plays, the ball has somehow got to get out of the hands of Manu and Su'ailelei
2: to get to him. I think you're overthinking this, Manu. Right? As a bloke who loves a roaming centre, he can't be. Ev- he can be everywhere, but th- he was last year, bro. Yeah, but like, I'm not assuming it's what happened. At times, but like. The amount of names you just threw up on one left edge, there's no room. It, it'll be a shit show. Uh, and, and I. That's reckon- what they did last year. Yeah, but they've also got Suwilii as opposed to what, Paul Momorovsky or someone at left centre or Billy Smith last year. They've now got Brandon Smith, who's another attacking hooker. I do think that Manu will, will roam around, but I think he will be more through the middle of the ruck. I don't think he'll be flying to the left side of the field as much as you think.
1: Okay. I don't, I'm just going off what they did last year, which is what they were doing.
2: Yeah. No, I. there's no need for it. It's too much. It'll be, be a shit show. As I said, he'll roam through the middle, but he's not going to be slotting into the backline movements every play, attacking the line on the left side, but oh we'll God. see.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, even if you take him out of it... it's still a lot. I'm still worried about Daniel two getting the ball off. So, so elite. Yeah. That's my worry. Yeah, and I'm also right. worried that, you know, for years he's been this great kick target. If I'm, you know, like... They'll kick more to the left edge, as you said off-show before, but... If I'm kicking on one of them, it's super one hundred You 100 who's one in against probably someone that's not a known jumper. I'm I'm dropping it on that second rower's head every day of the week.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Or do them to just feast off it. Matt, how good's it going to be kicking cross field and whoever gets there first just jumps up and just taps back to the other one. Like,
1: oh, good luck defending that. But in saying that, none of them, neither of them are known tap backers. Yeah. They just catch the fucking
2: ball. They you, They when, get a, when, They don't need to. Yeah. When you're a meter above. The other bloke's head, and there's no contest for it. You just grab and just pull it, it, it around. Yeah, and that's my that's my worry yeah. with
1: Tupu now that Sueli is that, there. That
2: doesn't worry me because they'll kick to the left edge like every time now. Like they'll they'll set up plays to be the fifth tackle kicking to the left corner. The Suwalevu at centre definitely an issue in terms of just passing. We saw in the World Cup he's got a bit of a passing game. He obviously wants to eventually become a fullback. Teddy loves his cutout ball uh, and, and cutting out the centre. So I don't mind. Like a lot of Tupu's tries come from Teddy cut out to Tupu. Yep. So I'm hoping Suley is the one who misses out there. At the same time, does he just tap Sualee Su- in? Go, mate, just run over the top of him. And
1: that's the that's yeah. what they used to do with Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. It just you're too big. You're yeah. too strong.
2: And and yeah, that's that's the concern. But on a 58 point average, I'm happy to chase the upside. And if he doesn't kill it early on. Yeah. Tupu, I don't think he'll
1: be that far off the mark. Yeah, I, and I, sorry, I make it sound like Toopo's going to be a trainer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he will. Yeah. He's yeah. still a fantastic just a player. Concern. I just, I think there's a lot of mouths to feed on that edges, and everyone's talking about that rooster side. Like, everyone's going to fucking, exp- they can't all score points. Yeah,
2: and, and, and at, at not a super expensive price by any means, but he is a, a genuine gun CT dub, in my opinion. You know, if he flops, well, I'll go down to hopefully one of maybe Hammer or Sloan or Chance or one of these blokes fires early on, and you know, you cash
1: in, yeah, cash in there. Uh, Val Holmes, uh, I've got him in my side. Did you have him in yours in the end, or not? Not at the moment, but
2: I don't know what to do, yeah, because you don't not want to have him. I don't not want to have him. So, four tons last season, but he also had eight scores under 50 and five scores under 41. So, yeah. I'm like. Could easily come out as a centre, and he is a you know again another genuine roaming centre who, who plays almost more like a fullback at times. Could come out and go low, but with the the Cowboys, in my opinion, probably the best draw. As we, we've said, they, they leave Queensland twice in the first eight rounds. You know he could go nuts and really hurt you early on. Yeah, so. For sure. I don't know. It's probably going to come down a little bit to the cheapy scene. And if there's some decent cheapies, all right, I'll go sweet. I can plug Val in there. But if there's not, you know, if you can cut him for a 500k CT dub with a bit of upside, there's a lot of money to be saved there. So I don't know.
1: Uh, Ruben Garrick back on the wing, 742k. If Turbo is fit and firing, is always interesting. Mm-hmm. But do you want to spend 1. Point, what is it? 1.3 million on Garrick and Turbo if they're not going to be there round two? And they might not be there. Round one with Turbo? I don't know. Yeah, it's a fair bit, and I don't know. I don't know what that edge is going to look like with Schuster. Just
2: Manly in general. I'd, I'd, I really want to see them play, how they come out. What yeah. is Tommy going to be as gung-ho as he has been in the past? Will he be a little bit tentative and Chinese off-touch? Probably not, but I, I just want to see Manly before really investing, in, particularly in any backline playing players, outside of Tommy Turbo, who's the exception, of course. And he
1: might be playing centre too, which, in my opinion, should hurt him. Yeah, I thought it would hurt Val too. The, the
2: chat is that uh, Sangster actually said on the podcast last night, fullback will be fullback. Who? Garrick they? Tommy Turbo? Oh yeah, he, no. So, so, sorry,
1: I mean, um. Oh Garrick, if Garrick yeah. yeah. Center, if no, he's at he really center, that's a killer. Yeah, line through. Yeah, um, Campbell Graham, one of your boys, six hundred and sixty-four k, a lot cheaper than these guys. Yes, he's got the tough start, but. I don't know, South Sydney, they they always seem to shape up. He's obviously on the right edge. You'd rather him be on the left, but 37 in base last year. He only scored five tries last season. He averaged 63. Oh, fuck, that's impressive. And, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that are going to come back from this World Cup very confident. Campbell Graham has to be at the top of that list, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm so heavy on the Bunny's left edge for obvious reasons because they're so dominant. They get so much ball. And Campbell Graham, as good as he is, just with the Bunny's tough draw on the right edge. I can't see himself doing it. It's hard because I wanted, I'd love to have seen a better sample size of him with the troll Mitchell in the team and how that would have impacted him on, on the right edge. Because two games last season with the trail, so he got injured round 16 and didn't play into round 23. So that round 16, 17, that was a round out when the troll came back. I think he came back round 17 against the Knights. I think so, yeah. Two games, round 23 and 24, scores of 75 and 32. Base was 30 in those two games. So, yeah, I think I just want to have see how he goes with Luttrell in the team and get through a few of the tougher games and then look to pick him up a little bit later.
1: If something happens, and I don't think it will, but if something happens, he does land at left centre. He becomes very interesting all of a sudden. Yeah, I I, I, I will, think I would just about have to find a way to get him. I'd be happy to get him too. Yeah. And could happen. Yeah, it's but not impossible. He chops and changes a fair bit, yeah. so... Um, now the next one, 627k, I'm very high on him, Isaac Tungo. Um, I'm not going to spill my dribble on this once again. Yeah. I'll wait till the World Club Challenge, and then we've got evidence of what that edge yeah. is going to look like. We can touch on that after. Similar for Luke Garner. Thankfully, we have got that World World Club Challenge for yeah. that edge. Hookers, Cleary playing both. So we've got so much to look at in that game. I can't wait for. Nofaluma. He's returned to the West Tigers, which surprises me, but at the same time, it kind of doesn't. Um, 24 base last year. He's had three years in a row where he's uh, gone sub 30 in base now. He used to be, you know, this base, that monster for us. Tigers, hopefully they improve. He's at 605 k not a bad price. Uh, outside Adam Dwyer, who we know loves that cutout ball and finding him when it's on and when it's not. What are your thoughts on Knopf?
2: Some people are really high on him and you... Once again, pinched my, my stat around the base. And his, what made him such a good coacher for years was base stat beast, his yes. CTDAR. Yeah. And that's why we locked him in. In a good or a bad team, it didn't matter. But we're starting at a pretty serious sample size of to, to suggest that his base has dropped off possibly forever, to the end of eternity. I don't know. Um, so I just I don't really see the appeal. I think. People are getting caught up in yesteryear a little bit. What was interesting was, and it's, it's sort of hard to know what to make of these sorts of articles, but he came out, There's an article, I think it was only yesterday, where he said he basically lost interest in the game, and it happens to a lot of players. They have these years where so much pressure on an NRL player, time and time again, it becomes a lot, especially when you're at a club like the Tigers and you're putting in your all every single week and you're just bastard. And he said he's reinvigorated. He said the Storm stint reinvigorated his his joy for the game and for rugby league. So maybe he comes back and off the back of that, he's running 25 times a game like he used to and Dewey's putting it on a platter for him and he's scoring tries. So I can see why people are interested. But for me,
1: I want to see it first. Yeah, I need to see it first. The other thing, mate, uh, we don't know where John Bateman's going to end up. This is something I think people need to consider with Bateman. If he's on that right edge, what's his favourite play? Come under. yeah. Head back against the grain. All just, the time. All the time. So I just wonder how much ball we'll be getting out there. And I think if Bateman does land there, you might see the uh, the knock hands up quite a few times this year. He will not pass Johnny Bateman. No, 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 no. Nor should he. Nor should he, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not for Luma, not for me. Um little pod play here. We spoke about the Cowboys, their good run. Murray <clears> Tualangi, <throat> I know that you were... You liked him last year. I think you described him last year as a guy that you pick and you just select when you play him and he can Mm. be really good because they're the only scores that matter when you play him at the end of the day. Um, Coming back of a World Cup, confident, 55 average last year. I think he can up that. Mm, I think he he definitely can. And obviously the
2: the comment about your picking and playing when you need to So obviously back end of the season when you're stacked with guns. So early on, if you're picking, well... With the draw, the Cowboys I've got you play him every week anyway, and there's there's the upside to him, so I like him as a pod play. I don't think I'll be doing it because mm-hmm. there are others I like at a premium tier price that we we've touched on. But uh, concern is, I suppose, seven scores under thirty-five last season. Um, can I have a look and see where they came from. Maybe they were against weaker opposition in the sense that. You know, maybe he does just beat up the shit teams, which again with their draw, sweet pick him for ten rounds, then sell him off yep. before you know potential origin. Um, don't mind him. Are you, are you considering picking him or no, 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 just not, a pod player? Not for me, but
1: I, I think that if you were going to go, out, like he's he's sub six hundred k and could score a stack of tries yep. in the first few weeks, so it's a punt. But I, you know, I can understand if you want to take it. Another gamble, mate. Um, a lot of talk about in this preseason, obviously Dom Young. Average 52 last year. I've seen him in a few teams. I do wonder if he's getting picked in teams just because he's in people's faces at the moment. Um, I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's great. I have a question mark over his ceiling. I went through his scores last year. There was a game where he scored three tries. He scored 106. Mm. He scored two tries, 79-80. One try, 56-54, 52. I just I worry in that Newcastle side how much he's going to have to do to score points. He's obviously touring around the country and doing all these things at the moment. Uh, I just think there's better options around.
2: Yeah, I just think the hype train is in full flight yeah. at the moment on Dom Young. And he's big, he's strong, he's fast. You know, he's a World Cup star and people are all around him. Yeah, he's a good footballer, but I don't know. I'm just not as convinced as every man in his dog is that says he's going to be the next best winger of all time. And people think he's just a freak. He could be. I know I could be wrong, but I just don't know. Um, not a chance I'm starting with him. The one thing that comes to mind is he plays left wing for the Knights. He'll play left, yeah. Outside the, KP at yeah. five eight. That could be a gold mine.
1: And that's where like I like he could score a stack of tries, but he's gonna have to score a stack of tries. He will,
2: yeah. Again, I'm not starting with him, but the, do you think KP will he play a trial or are they just gonna wait to run? I don't on? think he will. But Yeah. So that's it. there's uncertainties, but yeah,
1: oh, that's a good spot to be it's, at. Yeah, and I think that's what has people interested. Yeah. I'm hoping that he goes and visits a couple more clubs, he pisses off Newcastle, they drop him, they play Heimel Hunt there. That would yeah. be ideal for <laughs> us. That would be Christmas come fucking And then
2: true. Dom Young ends up on the left wing at like Penrith or South Sydney yeah. or the Roosters or someone awesome yeah, out of uh, then day. Be-
1: um, okay, two enigmas to finish. Two of our favourite enigmas. See for Talakai. <laughs> 635k, 60 average last year, coming off a career year. I will say this year he gets a full preseason at centre. There is talk that Teague Wilton could start on that edge. Whether he does or not remains to be seen. But if he does, Siffer becomes more appealing than he has. Because I personally think a lot of the issues that Siffer had last year was that him and Wade Graham weren't gelling. But him and Wilton were perfect together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That hard line that Teague Wilton runs for him... A, a, it's the same theory as what you think will happen at Penrith with yep. Luke Garner running the line and opening up the space at, for Tungo. Could be the same for Sefa and he could have a field day. God, I I love Wade Graham, but I, I'd just like to see Teague Wilton get a crack there and just see how that edge looks. Um, look, I, I won't be starting with Sefa, but I like him. At I some really point, do. I'm bringing him in. Yeah, he'll be in my team this
1: yeah. year. At some point, and if you can pick the right month,
2: good God, and that's it. Like outside of that enormous, the infamous man, in the game where he was one fifty at time. You know, he didn't set the se- set the world alight for the rest of the season. But I just think, as you said, full preseason at centre, he'll be so fit. I think he's just scratching the surface. I assume he will probably shed a bit of his uh, bit of weight, making the, the permanent move to centre. Starting the season, Bunnies, Para, Raiders, Dragons, Warriors, Roosters. So pretty tough start to the year. Yeah. First three rounds in particular. Yeah, not for me, but oh, I, I can't wait to I own I can't him.
1: wait to have this conversation in round 10. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Pe- him people
2: either. like, I could never
1: own him again and all that. You know, burnt too hard. I'm like, I can't wait to try and see her. Oh, mate. I mean, like, even at the back end of last year, like, he looked... He didn't look comfortable where he was. He was a little bit out of sorts. Mm. But he was still putting up decent super coach yeah. stats. Considering he was scoring no points or any – like no no tries or anything. Um, so he didn't – he
2: scored one try after round seven. Yep. That's all, that's all he scored and after had that. And had two try
1: assists. Yep. That's it. Like there's not a chance in the world that he doesn't have that. Which is wild when you consider that stat you brought up on Monday about how many, you know, try involvements Matt Moylan had mm. on that edge. I, I, I just think Sipha's got so much more upside. Yeah. It's not even funny. And now, as you said, he gets a preseason as a center with hopefully Siffle. Wilton next to him. Yeah. Sifa I'm getting more and more <laughs> excited. Now, our last guy, and I've saved him for last because I know he's one that uh, has hurt us both in the past. Oh, uh, I not do it. I, I know he's cost you 45K, but he cost me around three draft pick last uh. year. Katoni Starks. He's hurt both of us equally. Talk to me. Um, I don't know. My first dot point is fuck Definer. Yeah. No
2: idea. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, we know he could come out and score tons in the first five games. He'd also come out and get 30s. So I'm like, put simply, I want to see it first. I want to see more involvement. He he came out and said that ought. Basically, when he got injured in Origin 1 last year, he carried quite a serious shoulder injury the entire season, which explains a lot. If he didn't have it, would he have had more involvement?
1: Not necessarily. So, mate, I... But, like, he did that shoulder in Origin, didn't he? <clears throat> Fuck, you go. like... Do you remember the start last year? I think we both start with him. I know I did. Did you start with him? Yeah, I, th- I think I had him, like, the whole year. Well, the first three four weeks, he went 23, 32, 36, 38... And then the next two weeks he played the Roosters and the Panthers mm. and we went, fuck, you've got to sell him. I couldn't make it work. So I went, okay, I'm just going to have to swallow it, see how he goes. He went 108-102 against the two <laughs> yeah. best teams in the competition. And then you went, okay, he's turned the corner. And then In Penrith. Yeah. Then he had three sub-40 scores over the next yeah. three weeks. He's just, I, right. He is such a fr- – I, lo- I love him and I think he's got so much ability, but he's one of the most frustrating footballers of all. I mean, you, you have a look at, at the last eight weeks, he didn't score a try. Tony fucking stabs. Yes, and granted, Brisbane—they'd fallen off a cliff and whatnot. But, mate, all you have to do is give him the ball. Yeah, he's yeah, I, and I mean, it, it's not like it was because the edge was quiet. and Cobbo was scoring yeah. tries for fun. So I, I, I couldn't do it. I credit to any of you out there that have the balls to do it. Yeah, but I don't think it's for. As you said, we want to see it first.
2: Also, us. Brisbane had just. They're a bit of a basket case at yeah. the moment. How much is that going to impact their on-field performance? So I, I love watching him so much, and I love Katoni Staggs, that if he comes out and brains at the first three weeks and just sends blokes over into Rose Ed, I'll just sit there and froth it yeah, like anyone should because it's rugby league at its peak, but I, I can't do it, mate.
1: Yeah, and I mean, before 2022, his average over the years had gone 48, 59, 62, and dropped back down to 40. 49, so.
2: The only way I would be tempted, like genuinely tempted, is if he comes out in the trial games and he's writing that, you know, he was injured last year and he wants this year to be his year. I mean, every place says that, don't they? But, yeah. And he comes out has 22 runs in a trial game and actively goes looking for the ball and Brisbane fight, find a way to utilise him better. Um, but I
1: don't think that'll happen. The one big positive to Katoni's name, he played 23 games last year. Really good. Hasn't for him, done yeah. that before, and considering he was injured throughout it and still played twenty-three games, positive signs there. But yeah. Has, just, hasn't done that before since twenty-nineteen. Yeah. So, we, but we still <laughs> need to see that output realistically. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like he's just been injury plagued forever though? Yeah, yeah. he's had a it. Hasn't even two years like to be fair. You got a fair point there. Yeah. All right, guys. Are we done? You Sick of me? I've I never, never not sick of you, right? <laughs> <Never laughs> not. Uh, guys, we will be back tomorrow 3pm. We're going through the 2RFs and the Front Row 4s. That'll be another big episode. Uh, Blue Wealth Property guys, making investing in property easy for you. As we said off the top, if you would like to get in touch with Tony and the team, reach out to myself and Tim or go to Blue Wealth Property. Uh, bloke in a bar tonight, 6pm in only a few hours. Uh, if you're watching this pretty early, 6pm tonight, 50% off for 50 hours. Kempi has got some unreal deals going there. So make sure you get to bloke in bar tonight. Get your pause on some of those and we'll see you tomorrow at 3pm for 2 RFs and Thunder Forwards.
0: target.